gravitate towards people who expand your vision and your experiences will also expand theirs and there'll be that reciprocity between you. Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. And today I have a really special guest. Her name is Shioni. So Shioni Hardy, and we met in Medellin, Colombia, when we were on our way to a retreat center called La Ceiba. And when we met, it was just magic. Mm -hmm. I just, we started talking, talking and connecting. And then later we went to a Korean barbecue and talked some more. And I just felt super connected to her. So I really wanted to bring her on the podcast. So welcome Shioni. Thank you so much. (laughs) So can you introduce like what you do to everybody? I know you're in the middle of a rebrand, so I really wanted to give you an opportunity to connect with my audience and to tell them a little bit about who, who you are and what you're offering. Mm -hmm, Of course. Thank you so much, Candy, for having me on your podcast and connecting with me today. I feel like as soon as I met you, I felt like there was some kind of I felt a connection. I really did. I felt really drawn to you, your soft energy, the words, I think your whole life philosophy. It's something that uh, like, if I was to call it anything, you know, like a soul tribe or something, (laughs) that's how I feel. I'm not sure if you feel the same, but that's how I feel. I felt like it's, uh, we needed to be connected in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so who am I? My name is Shioni Hardy. I'm a self-esteem and relationship coach. I've been coaching since 2020 and uh, I work with one-on-one clients and I have a group coaching course, which is called the self-esteem solution. And what I do is I help women to overcome their insecurities, their limiting beliefs, their anxieties and fear, and essentially tune into their inner worth so that they can create and manifest the life that they truly desire. Their inner (laughs) worth. Yes. And I like getting rid of the limiting beliefs. I talk about that a lot. Mm. And I know that you've read my book, the, the, yes. I call it the BS story, right? Oh, she's holding up my book. Thank <laughs> you so much. So yeah, that was, that was a real big treat that we got to meet. And yeah. the very first thing that I thought about Shioni is there's this glow about this woman and I don't mean it in a way like, you know, in a condescending, like you're, you are an absolutely stunningly beautiful woman and her energy is so magnificent. Like it's, she's just juicy. What can I say? Like, she's just (laughs) (laughs) this beautiful energized, um, woman that's teaching other women to be on a journey. And so speaking of a journey, you're on a bit of a life journey right now that I I'd like to bring attention to this to my audience. So when I met you, you're obviously not from Colombia. She doesn't have a Spanish accent. And so I said hello to her, not knowing who she was. And I was trying to say, mi amo Dulcinea. And she goes, oh, I'm not Spanish. And I just went, oh, thank God, because I don't speak well in Spanish. <laughs> so there went on then. So that was the beginning of our journey. So we both had 
the command of the English language. Um, and we just started talking and talking. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when I found out about you. So tell us about this journey that you're on, how yeah. you ended up in Medellin mm-hmm. and where are you going? Like, we want to hear mm-hmm. all about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So to tell you the story of how I arrived in Colombia, well, I feel like for many, many years, I've had this desire and this daydream, this fantasy that I would travel the world and work remotely and help women and, you know, have that freedom and independence. And I feel like I had a window of opportunity last November. I really, really do. Like, <laughs> I, I did. That's, that's how I'm here now. Right. And so what actually happened is uh, my cousin was actually my mom's cousin. She invited uh, me to go to uh, Miami. And when I arrived, I asked her, uh, I stayed there for a week, uh, 10 days with her. And we spent some time together. And I asked her if I could stay at her house afterwards because she was going to Brazil for a month and a half. And she said, no. (laughs) So, but she was just like, just get a one-way ticket. You never know, like just get a one-way ticket. So when I spent uh, the 10 days with her and her husband, during that time, I was asking them about, you know, the mindset of American people, what the culture is like, because I am from the UK originally, in case you haven't been able to discern my accent. And um, it was wonderful because at the end of the 10 days, uh, she turned around, she said to me, I really believe in what you're doing. I see that there is something here. So I want to help you. And I want to let you stay in my apartment while she went to Brazil. So that was a window of opportunity. It's not what I expected, but, you know, initially I had the idea, oh, I'd love to, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get, right? Right. Let me just ask. And this is a woman, although she's family, I don't know her that well. So I was kind of bold and just asking and I had the initial rejection. Then I just let it go. I said, that's what I want. I would love for her to change her mind, (laughs) but um, you know, you can't, you can't, you don't have control over everything. So I just let that go and things ended up working out exactly how I wanted and better than it, you know, was expected. So I spent some time in Miami and I was networking, meeting different people. And I met someone who actually invited me to come to Colombia. So I came to Colombia and I had no idea what I was in for, like what was in store for me here. Medellin is just, it's a, it's a beautiful city. Um, There is a lot that I'm experiencing here, which I feel slight incongruence towards, But I feel like that's a much deeper conversation, which is separate than what we're talking about right now. But there is a wonderful side to Medellin, which is just so pure. The essence of the people, the locals, and there's an incredible digital nomad community. And everyone, you know, there's something which I feel like I have within me. And there are many other people who I'm meeting also have within them, which is like when you leave one country to go to another it's almost like you're a seeker. You're trying to expand yourself, your, your horizons. It's, uh, you're, you're becoming a new person. It's, it's, uh, you have this opportunity to just step into a new identity and not just to leave who you are behind, but to become more of yourself. And I'm meeting so many people like that. So many explorers and people who are 
interested in entrepreneurship, self-development and spirituality. And I just feel like there is something really special here. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's a really beautiful start Mm -hmm. for today. So I wanted to go over a few things that she said, because I just think it's so rich. First of all, people that like to travel or experience new locations are seekers. So from now on, I'm going to lean into that. She called us seekers Mm -hmm. and it's about our identity or exploring more of who we are, not changing who we are, but becoming more of who we already are with our travels happening. So experiencing new locations with new people, new environments, new culture, new food, new location, and we're seekers and we're just becoming more of who we are with that blend of the new culture that we're in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like if you want to do a quantum leap, the biggest, one of the biggest quantum leaps that you can take is moving to a different country, just, you know, buying a one-way ticket, burning all your bridges behind you and just going and just seeing what happens. And if you're lucky, you'll find a community of people who you really resonate with. And those people will be expanders for you. They will expand your your vision they will expand your understanding of what you think is possible and when you meet someone who is just you know they they have a different mindset they come from a different background so when you you can download all of that information I feel like that is the fastest way for you to actually uh, get rid of some of those limiting beliefs that you've had like there are certain things that I feel like I'm so confused about why I was even, they were even on my mind like five months ago, (laughs) because of the jump that I've just taken. It's incredible. Just when you surround yourself with the right people, it changes your life. It changes the essence of your being. I'm just sitting with that. So if you want to take a quantum leap, move to another country and surround yourself with with whom like like-minded people or the people that you want to become like how do you pick those people well really I feel like you should just go towards the people who you're drawn towards as long as you are in tune with yourself if you're not in tune with yourself then you will be drawn towards the wrong people the people who might give you comfort but they might not be good for you They might give you excitement, but there might also be danger, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're in tune with yourself, then you're naturally going to gravitate towards people who expand your vision and your experiences will also expand theirs. And there'll be that reciprocity between you. I feel like we all know we just need to listen to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like it's not necessarily about like what you do, but more about who you're becoming. Who you are becoming, not what you do. Mm. So let's talk about this inner trust a little bit, Mm. because one of the things that you said is, you know, if you look for somebody that comes into your life to give you comfort, that's not exactly what you might not, you might not need comfort. You might need discomfort in order to grow, right? So that might not be the right person. So Trusting your inner self, where do you think that guidance, that internal guidance comes from? Well, where does it come from? I mean, 
we could say that it's source, mm -hmm. God, spirit, your higher self. You could also interpret it as ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. like we always know the answer. We just need to tune into our emotions and actually realize how we're feeling. Are we feeling elated? Are we feeling anxiety? Are we feeling guilt, disgust? Like I've just recently been thinking about this. Disgust is a really, it's actually one of our primary emotions and like realizing when something makes us feel disgusted, that can help us to repel ourselves out of situations that aren't healthy and aren't good for us. Mm. But it's just about actually listening to how we're feeling. And it's an interesting word that you just kind of grabbed a hold of there. Disgust. Because mm. isn't a disgust, even when you say it, it's a disgusting word like you know yeah yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it is because sometimes you know we we're not really listening to like I said how we feel how we're thinking about stuff you know we might just be in a social interaction and be like oh that's a bit strange that, that person said that but that's actually that's a sign that's an inner knowing of like there's something which isn't exactly right here so just keep a tab on that so I call all those things, your intuition, you know, like when you're getting these intuitive hits and your superpowers. Mm -hmm. And so do you think that it is a type of intuition? Like that you just said, like, oh, they said something inappropriate and we're in a social gathering and that just, maybe it was disgusting. And then that's the first little clue that maybe that person isn't the highest and best for you. Yes, exactly. Like our, our body knows the way our body. And I feel like we experience it in, in different, we experience intuition in different ways. Like we had that conversation in the car about, um, being, you know, clairvoyant, clairknowing. Um, I'm sure you can list out the rest of them, yeah. but I feel like we, you know, we all experienced intuition in different ways, but whether you feel like it's a supernatural ability or not, there is a magic that comes from it. That is it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh. So when I met you, we met in the backseat of a car. We were heading up to La Ceiba. We had never, like I said, met um, before. And we were going to experience ayahuasca, which things transitioned for you during then. So you're going to have another opportunity to experience it at a later date. So anyways, we got to the resort center and it was just magical and beautiful. So tell me what you're excited about with meeting mother ayahuasca. Cause you weren't able to experience it yet. Mm -hmm. So you're in the anticipation mode of experiencing it. So tell me what you're anticipating right now, because you haven't experienced it just yet. Mm -hmm. It's so funny, Candy, because I thought that I was going to experience mother Aya and heading up to the ceremony and spending the one evening there in my mind I was thinking there was something that kind of felt like it wasn't going to happen like I wasn't I don't know I just didn't I just was living I wasn't thinking too much so mm -hmm. I didn't have too many expectations but I was you know writing in my notepad this is what I I feel like I would like answers to these are the kind of questions that I'm going to try and see, but really I just want to surrender and just see what happens because as everyone says at La Seba, ayahuasca will not give you what you want, but it will give you what you need. Mm, yes, <laughs> so, and, it, and it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So even though I didn't actually get to take part in the ceremony and drink, I still feel like 
just going through that 24 hours, it was like an intense therapy session because my mind was oriented in that direction and I was preparing everything. So when I left, I was like, I already know like the answers of so many things that I had already, you know, thought of in my mind. And it's been about a month now, which has passed. And it's so strange because I have, I've been journaling every single evening since, uh, well, you know, for a while now, but most recently I've had certain things resurface for me and I'm going to make sure that I document all of this because after the ceremony, which I'm going to have very soon, I do feel like there are certain things which are being shown to me in preparation for what's going to surface. Oh, wow. Mm. Just certain conversations. I went to a meditation session on Sunday, just, just things that I feel like I hadn't thought about for ages or that I hadn't, you know, even bothered me in any way. And they're almost resurfacing, but not in a, a triggering way, in a mm-hmm. heat way. So I feel like someone told me this as well, that before the ceremony, we'll have certain flashes, certain clues, just to kind of prime your mind to get you ready for what you're about to experience. So really, I have certain ideas. Um, and insights for what I might experience, but I just really want to be open. Mm-hmm. I want to surrender and I just want to receive all of the healing energy as well. I'll tell you, it was the insights that I got from Mother Ayahuasca were very, <laughs> I don't know what word, they were definitely insightful, but they were also a bit brutal. Like they were quick and boom, do you want to change this now? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not even an option of later. It's like, you have to make the decision now kind of information. I was like, all right. (laughs) So I'm seeing what you're saying. And I hate to say it, but she really was always right with what she was showing me or telling me to really help the transition. But it's been a few weeks now and I'm still getting downloads and insights. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you'd share? Oh, sure. One of the things was my health that they talked about mother ayahuasca and she just kind of made a statement about, are you ready to give this up? Meaning the up and down with food, you know, like enjoying food too much and then restricting food too much, but balancing Mm -hmm. my relationship with food. And then I would say yes, but then I would get sick. So what would happen for me and Phil's the one we, we have a mutual friend, Phil, who uh, invited me to La Ceiba and some other ayahuasca. And he said something really interesting about ayahuasca is when you, so people are afraid to go because they're afraid that they're going to get sick, meaning vomit. Most people don't like to get sick with their stomach and it can go either way with, uh, with ayahuasca. So people are afraid of this, but it's weird. It doesn't feel like you're being sick. Yes, you're sick. And yes, your body feels sick in those moments But what you're getting rid of, what you're purging is an emotion. Mm -hmm. So when you get sick at home because you have a stomach virus, you're purging food because there's a virus in your body and it needs to come out with mother ayahuasca. That's not what you're being sick about. You're being, you're eliminating an emotion. So Mm -hmm. sometimes things would act like they were coming up but the emotions were being pulled out. And Mm -hmm. at one point I know she said, one of my intentions was to heal my back. Mm -hmm. And 
she said, open your mouth. I'm going to start pulling things out. And the whole time she pulled it out, I was getting sick, but there really wasn't much sickness that was coming out, except I could literally feel a thread of emotion. Then mm-hmm. she showed me what it was, why I stored it, where I stored it, what it was. And I don't want to share that because there was a lot of personal things, but And then I knew when she was done, I felt the end of it come out through my mouth and I knew she was done pulling it out. Now I do have a a challenge and a compromised back, but that pain is gone. That pain that was pulled out was completely pulled out and it was like a real soreness. Now, of course I have bones that have an issue there, but that is gone. That was pulled out Mm -hmm. during the ceremony. Wow. That's incredible. And it didn't feel good coming out, Mm -hmm. but I knew it was done. And then she said to me, okay, you're not going to get sick anymore. Mm -hmm. Now just lay there. I want you to rub your belly. And she had me move my feet in different directions. It was weird. She told me everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, she said, enjoy the music. Like she would, she would walk me through everything. Mm -hmm. That is so incredible. It's like a purging, right? of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have experienced something similar to that and this wasn't on any psychedelics, but where my mother lives in the UK, it's in the countryside and right next to her house is a cow farm and opposite the cow farm is this big hill where the cows graze. And when I'm at my mom's house, I will go walk to the top of the hill. I call it my pondering hill because (laughs) and I'll think about life and I'll watch the sunset. And sometimes I'll take a notepad with me and just write down any thoughts that I have. And so I was staying at my mom's house for a period of time when I was getting over my previous relationship. This was a few years ago. And so I was kind of upset, you know, thinking certain things in my mind. And I just had this, uh, I guess, this intuitive vision. And I, I threw my head back and looked up at the sky and I imagined a beam of light, almost like an alien ship was abducting me, but there was an alien ship. It was just the beam of light. And I imagined all of my negative emotions leaving my body. And I was just thinking to myself, I let go. I let go. I forgive. I forgive. And that was so healing for me. It was so, so healing. And it was, uh, that was the start of this mindset shift that I, that I started to incorporate into my daily practice. So whenever I used to feel like negative triggers come up surrounding that breakup, instead of thinking, you know, so sad, I'm angry. Uh, why did this happen? I would say, I'm so grateful. And I'm so happy that I got to experience that love. Mm. And I always have that love inside of me as well. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I I feel like it was, it was so healing, but it really reminds me of your situation about just purging, allowing it to come out because Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, we have all of these emotions stored inside of us, but unless we actually say, I want it out Mm -hmm. and I allow it to come out. And this is what I want. We have to sometimes direct ourselves, I think, Mm -hmm. allow ourselves to have that release. Mm -hmm. Well, mother, I was, go ahead. (laughs) sorry as well mother ayahuasca she she gave me a lot of direction Mm -hmm. (laughs) I you know (laughs) she's like so what was really fascinating for me about mother ayahuasca is 
I have a super busy mind. So it just feels like it, even with meditation, you know, sometimes I'll hit the meditation button once, then I'll hit it again the second time. And I, I love meditation and I don't even know how I could deal if I don't have it. But even with that, my mind races sometimes. And mother ayahuasca called me out on it. And how she did it is she put all these like floating characters and cartoons in front of me. So nothing was real. Everything was, I was like living in a cartoon and I'd see, I remember distinctly there was an S and it was encapsulated in like cartoon stuff. So I'm like looking at the S floating and I literally like went with my head and I followed it all the way to the left. And all of a sudden a thought would drop in almost like a, a, a light beam reverse. It was a thought beam. And it'd say, are you ready to give this up? And you're, are you ready to give it up now? Boom. And then I'd get sick and I'd be like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. And then I was like, yes, because it was something very distinct, like either a worry or a thought pattern that I was repeating. I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. And then things would start changing in that yeah. moment. Then I'd start seeing another vision. And mm -hmm. so she was pretty brutal with, I thought with my visions until the end, I had a, a difficult last day, but it was a beautiful day in the end because mm -hmm. I saw something gorgeous that I'm going to talk about on an episode all in and of itself. I saw something called our divine destiny and it came to me in a spirit form and it was the most beautiful thing wow. that my eyes have ever seen. And I have two children I love. So for me to say that's a really big thing. Mm -hmm. And I even said it out loud when I saw it, I said, Oh, you're so beautiful. Like I was, that's how magnificent this, um, divine destiny was. And I said, what, who are you? Are you a spirit? Like, what are you? And she said, and it was very distinctly a female. She goes, I'm divine destiny. I'm the keeper of it. And now you are going to support the keeping of it. And I was like, well, this is a big job. So I'm going to talk about that on a whole podcast because um, that's when I was invited to help the youth instead of uh, as many heart-centered entrepreneurs. I'm going to do that more privately, but um, I'm going to speak on stages with the youth mm -hmm. because I think that they're in need right now. Mm -hmm. So speaking of youth and speaking of like personal growth and development, you are on a real beautiful journey on personal growth and development. And so when I met you, were you coming from Joe Dispenza's event too? No, no, that wasn't me. No, I wasn't that guy. I wish that I had been able to attend the event. Oh, that was, yeah, that must be, I still have that on my to-do list. So maybe we could put that on our to-do list <laughs> later. I know Phil I gets a, yeah, a little notification. So we'll have to ask him to support us with that. Mm -hmm. So tell me about the women that you're leaning in to help next. Mm -hmm. How are you going to incorporate this beautiful journey that you're on mm -hmm. so that maybe they can have some of the benefits? Cause not everybody can take this journey possibly right now. They might have commitments or financial things, or if that's your belief system and you want to change it, maybe Shioni's the one to influence you in this moment. So what's next for you and how you support people? Oh, that is such an incredible question. Hmm, I have many things in the pipeline. I have a few projects which I feel like I am not quite ready to speak about, but I think the, the wider purpose of my mission is 
to help people find love within themselves and within their communities, within other people as well. So I grew up in a household where my parents were always arguing and they had a very arduous and lengthy divorce. And I it shaped my personality to be someone who was always uh, trying to make things better. I ended up becoming a bit of a people pleaser, quite submissive and just like happy go lucky, pretending that everything was okay when things really weren't and ignoring my own needs to shelter everyone around me. And it's been a journey throughout uh, my later teens and early twenties where I hit so many road bumps and, you know, unraveling that conditioning to realize that I am enough. I am more than worthy and I deserve to be treated with respect and have those loving relationships. So everyone experiences relationships differently, but I really do feel like my purpose is to help people tune into their own worthiness so that they can co-create and have those divine unions really. Because when you have strong, beautiful and happy families, then you can create strong, beautiful happy children which of course that's you're breaking generational curses you're creating a new world so that is what I'm working on next (laughs) (laughs) wow that's really impressive that you're picking that pathway I really like the pathway that you're picking and I'll tell you why so I do block releases in the Akashic records and I talk about them in my book But really, in essence, if I boiled it all down to one thing, 98% of all people that have a block release and have a huge transition, it's regarding Mm self-worth. And usually a lot of people come to me around block releases around money and money and Mm self-worth are another thing that's really tightly connected. It's, it's almost like um, if you don't feel worthy, money can't come to you easily because money is energy. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not worthy, you're always like, oh, um, yeah, no, no, no. And so the first thing that Mother Ayahuasca told me is she said, if you feel that you're ever having challenges in your business, receiving abundance, like an abundance, it's because you push off when people say you look pretty, you look young. I like your book, you know, Mm -hmm. wow, you really are good at reading the Akashic records or anything that's complimentary. I'm like, "Mm, okay. mm, mm," Like, thank you. Push, push, push away. Mm -hmm. And so they said, stop and say, I receive, I receive, I receive and Mm -hmm. take that compliment and really put it into your body Mm -hmm. because it's nurturing you and you're allowed to nurture yourself with compliments from other people. It's not ostentatious. It's not Mm. egocentric. It Mm. is part of who we are. We need a little good job and Mm. say, you know, my dog goes out to potty and I say, good job. Why would we need anything less? You know, like she just pees. It's like, good job, honey. Good job. Because Mm. it's outside, (laughs) which she's a rescue, which is always a good thing. It's like, Mm. yes, but that's, I think that's a really, a worthy thing, so worthy and so needed. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that work on this, on this earth. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's all about love, really. I feel like, um, 
that's to, to boil down the philosophy is just about love. Boy, that'd be a great, great title for a book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll it's write that. Down about, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. about love. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. But doesn't that feel good? Even when you say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, um, there are so many experiences that I've had, which, you know, I thought that something, you know, it had to be like a big answer or something that I don't quite understand and I need to learn and read and do all of these different things, you know, but ultimately like the, the most purest remedy that I've ever come across, which is really the one answer is love to be more loving to others and to be more loving to yourself as well. Mm. It's all, it's just, it's all about love or it's just about, how did you say it? It was such a just good about love. Yeah. It's just about love. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about you and what you might want to be doing next and you know, adding even more love into this world. Um, anything else that you're really wanting to share or uh, offer a way to connect with people? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that the one message that I really want your listeners to um, hear me say today is I just want to reaffirm how just I guess just going off the statement that I just said about it's all about love because you know we live in this society where as entrepreneurs as well we're building businesses it can be easy to go online and think you know how can I be more competitive how can I create you know my USP Um, is this good enough am I good enough like all trying to be something Mm -hmm. really I just want to fundamentally drill the point home which is that everyone is enough just as they are and that they don't need to become anything or look a certain way or have certain achievements because their fundamental essence is that purity which is love right Mm -hmm. so this is why I care so much about helping women tune into their inner worth because you are enough just as you are you don't need to convince anyone you don't need to be a certain way other people saying that you aren't enough because you're not xyz those people are actually hurt and insecure and brainwashed by society mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that they're bad people they're just helpless by their own conditioning and so i want everyone to be free i want everyone to release those mental limitations and just be whatever they want to be. And I think that when you can release and let go of those attachments, then that's when you saw like a Phoenix, you know, you can create and just flow. Mm -hmm. So I really want your listeners to uh, flow with life today and to just be who they are and allow the inspiration to flow through them and guide them towards the highest potential. Mm. And with that, that's exactly where we're going to end it because that is just magically said. So I just wanted to thank you for the gift of you and just knowing, letting us know that we are enough. Mm -hmm. Simply we are enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And um, if you'd like to keep up with my work, my Instagram is Shioni Hardy, which is spelled C-H-I-O-N-E-H-A-R-D-Y. And I also have a YouTube channel under the same name. And my website is shionihardy.com. And those will all be in the show notes as well. So thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Thank you, Candy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.